Chapter 14 Alex sank down into the steaming bath with a sigh, the water so hot it almost tickled. Bubbles frothed around her as she slid beneath them, their slippery silkiness and light floral scent, making her feel as decadent as a pampered princess. She stretched out the entire length of the soaker tub, every muscle singing with gratitude and sheer delight. She hardly felt real. She felt weightless, light as air, and deliciously, thoroughly sated. Every so often her breath would escape on a contented sigh, filling her with a kind of peacefulness she had never experienced before. She had never known sex could be like that. Even now, even an hour after she'd woken up on the couch to find Eric curled up behind her, asleep, bless him, the intensity of what they'd experienced together stunned her. It was passion, she decided. Pure, raw, once-in-a-lifetime passion. A perfect storm of desire and longing, lust and love. She knew how rare it was, how everyone yearned to experience something so primal and yearning and sweet. And yet so few people ever did. It was more than love, more than sex. It was a rare, tumultuous, spectacular mingling of the two. And even if she never experienced anything like it again, she could live the rest of her life on the fragments of that memory alone. And she had a feeling Eric could too. He had come upstairs to find her a few moments ago, looking sleepy and so very young, so boyish and unworried. His slow, sultry smile as he leaned in the bathroom door, folding his arms over his chest as he watched her fill the bath, had made her already gooey heart melt that little bit more. She'd been tempted to invite him to join her, but then he'd offered to make them lunch and her grumbling stomach hadn't let her turn him down. Now, as she luxuriated beneath the bubbles, the thought of him downstairs cooking for them made her laugh with delight. If Nick and the guys could see him now, happily humming around the kitchen, all domestic and homey, whipping up lunch after a morning of incredible lovemaking, he'd never live it down. The badass and the lady duck, getting cozy, getting to know each other, getting it on. She squeezed the suds out of a sea sponge and let them trickle down her arm and onto her chest. A whisper of a thought nagged at her as she watched the opalescent bubbles slide down her skin. It was a niggling thought, the kind of thought that could flatten a happy emotion, and it tugged at her, demanding attention. She was his doctor. Whatever else they were to each other, she was first and foremost his physician, charged with his health and well-being. And doctors weren't supposed to get romantically involved with their patients. For good reason, too. There was such trust and understanding, such intimacy and vulnerability between a patient and his doctor. To turn that kind of connection into something sexual, something romantic. She sat up in the bath, frowning. She'd known a woman in residency who had married a patient, but they had dated for a long time after he'd been discharged and married a year or two later, but that was how they'd met. No one had seemed bothered by it, or challenged Dr. Reza's ethics in having fallen for someone under her care. Yet 
This was different, Alex realized. Dr. Reza's patient had been hospitalized for a broken arm. Eric's problem was a broken body, a broken mind, a broken heart. And Alex had delved into every part of him so deeply that she knew more about him than any girlfriend or even wife would, or maybe even should, ever know. She knew him better than any physician would, under normal circumstances, as well. His body and soul were open to her in ways that no one else's ever would be. She drew in a breath, suddenly not feeling quite so peaceful anymore. Her thoughts drifted to places she had never considered before, and the reality of it began to unnerve her. Was she just fooling herself? She loved him, that much was certain. But maybe he didn't really love her. Maybe whatever it was he felt for her couldn't be trusted and shouldn't be abused. She was a constant presence in his life, one of the few people he could trust. He relied on her for his very life at this point. He had let her see his inner turmoil, his physical struggles. He had even let her see him cry once, in a fit of futile rage during the first weeks of his recovery. She alone knew what his enhancements had done to him, how they had changed him and how he railed against the man he had become, the angry, desperate, lustful man he had become. And she was a woman, after all, the only single woman for miles. She stilled, her heart beginning to pound. Jesus, had she, had she taken advantage of him? His sex drive was completely abnormal, to the point where he needed sex the way other men needed air. She was the first woman he'd met after his rescue. The only woman he'd met, really. Taya lived on base, but she was married to Aiden, and Alex doubted that Eric had encountered even a handful of other women in the two years since his return. Was that why he had developed a fascination for her? Why he wanted her so badly? God... Now she was beginning to feel sick. She leaned back against the slope of the tub and closed her eyes, trying to breathe out the nauseous feeling washing over her. What would happen when she finally stabilized his hormones, when she removed the synthetic ones and he became a normal man again? Would he still want her? Would he still feel such a strong need for her? Probably not because he likely wouldn't feel such a heightened need for sex, and sex was all he seemed to want from her. He claimed he didn't love her, had fought against becoming involved with her, and even now, even after giving in and having sex with her, he still refused to kiss her or make love to her in any truly intimate way. He was trying to keep it purely carnal, just to satisfy his raging need. So when that raging need was gone... Would he then look at her as though she'd betrayed him? The thought hit her like a slap in the face. He might resent her for taking advantage of his altered state and pushing him into a romantic relationship he clearly didn't want. He might hate her for taking advantage of his weakness. He might leave and never come back. Oh, God, she groaned, bringing a slippery hand up to her forehead. Thanks, but you haven't even tasted it yet. Her eyes flew open. He was standing in the doorway with a tray of food. 
his lips curved into a lazy smile. His words had come out on a low, utterly seductive drawl that matched the slow burn in his eyes. God, he could be sexy when he put his mind to it, which he seemed to be doing now, looking at her with that intent gaze, that easy little smile that actually made his cheek dimple. He had a dimple. Jesus, the badass super-soldier had a dimple. He'd never smiled enough for her to have ever seen it before. Her heart surged, her nauseous stomach flipping as several emotions surged through her at once. Aside from his sultry gaze, he actually looked content. For the first time since she'd known him, he looked close to being happy. She should be over the moon. Instead, she felt like she was pinned under it, unable to breathe. He came forward, balancing the tray as the silverware rattled against the plate. He knelt down beside the tub and set the tray down carefully. She looked down at the food and swallowed, not sure if she could eat any of it now. He had prepared some sort of shrimp pasta dish, the rich, spicy smell cutting through the floral scent of her bath. It looked delicious, and he looked so utterly proud of himself that she willed herself to smile. He gathered a forkful and lifted it up to her, nodding his chin for her to open her mouth. Eric, I... Eat, he insisted. It's good. She dutifully accepted the forkful, her taste buds sparking to life beneath the unusual mix of spices and flavors. It was good. It was unbelievably good. His lips quirked as he watched her reaction. My God. It came out garbled. Eric, this is incredible. Where did you learn to cook like this? My mom owned a restaurant when I was growing up. She taught me all her secrets. Oh. Alex murmured incoherently, swallowing only reluctantly. God, that's so good. He smiled and scooped up another forkful. She took it, guiltily her rebellious stomach having forgotten all about the nausea her worries had caused. She let him feed her a few more bites before holding up her hand and sitting back. You eat yours, she said, dabbing at a bit of tomato sauce on her lips, before it gets cold. He watched her lips, his eyes flaring just slightly when her tongue peeked out to moisten her lips, but then he lowered his head and sank a fork into his own plate of food. He ate a few bites, this time much more slowly than the way he had inhaled breakfast their first morning here. He ate quietly, not looking at her, until he finally lifted his head and met her eyes. He blinked, quickly, his brow knitting. What's wrong? he asked. Something wrong with the food? No, it's fine, she smiled. She reached down to toy with the fork lodged in her pasta. It's wonderful. Then what's wrong? he persisted. Why do you think something's wrong? She asked, lifting her eyebrows as she scooped up another forkful and delicately slid it off the fork and into her mouth. Because something is, he answered, setting his fork down. He assessed her, his eyes roving over her face. I know you too well. I can always tell. She looked at him, touched by his simple statement. It was something a real lover might say. Someone who did really know her, and who cared enough to find out what was bothering her. His patient gaze made her even more unsure of what to say or how to say it. She didn't want to see the look of contentment leave his face, 
didn't want that slow, easy smile to disappear. But she had to make sure his contentment, his burgeoning happiness, was real. That it would remain, no matter what happened in the future. He pushed aside his dish and slid closer to the tub so he could take her hand in his. He was so warm and strong, but his fingers were light as they mingled with hers. She loved the way he did that, the way he intertwined his fingers with hers, caressing and stroking, drifting along hers with sensuous delight. What is it? he asked quietly. His eyes had grown more serious, his voice lower and softer. His eyes left hers and moved down to their joined hands, watching as he laced all his fingers with hers. His hand was so much larger than hers, so much broader and stronger, yet his fingers were as soft as his whispering touch. She sighed and bit her lip. Are you sure this is okay with you? His eyes slid over to her. Is what okay with me? This. Us. She gestured vaguely with her other hand. She sighed as his brow furrowed in confusion. That I'm your doctor and everything. That you're my patient and I'm, you know, doing you. He laughed softly and released her hand to reach into the tub and play with some bubbles that clung to her lower thigh. I'm serious, she protested, mesmerized by the sight of his fingers skating around the cluster of bubbles on her skin. Please don't laugh. He smiled at her, scooping up a cloud of bubbles and depositing it on her nose. Eric, please, she said, quickly brushing it away. Be serious. I'm worried about this. About whether I'm being unethical. Unethical, he mused. Hmm. Maybe you're right. She swallowed, watching his face expectantly. Tension rippled through her as she watched him consider it, saw his lowered lashes hide his eyes from her. I guess I really should report you to the AMA. He scooped up another handful of bubbles and dropped them onto the top of her breasts. After you do me some more, that is. Will you stop? She let out her breath and slapped his hand lightly. He moved it further down her leg out of her reach. Please don't make fun of me. This is important. I need to know that this is okay with you. The hand that had been swirling through the bubbles stopped. He looked over at her, his face sobering a little. Is it okay with you? He asked. His large eyes took her in, and some wayward strands of golden hair fell across his eye. He brushed them aside, looking unsure. Ethics aside, are you having doubt? No, she said, flushing. Honestly, I, I can't get enough of you, but good. He flicked the bubble at her, and she had to flinch away with a laugh to avoid it. Then there's no problem. There's a reason they don't let doctors have a sexual relationship with their patients, she went on, wishing she could just drop it, wishing she could just enjoy this playful moment. But she couldn't. This was just too important a subject to gloss over, no matter how adorable he looked right now, or how reassuring his calm, contented attitude was. It's a kind of... violation. But he just smiled, gently, as though she had said something naively endearing. 
I'm sure that doesn't apply to us. I'm scared that it might. His eyes flicked up to hers, warming as their gazes met. I'm sure they're not referring to consensual adult relationships, he said. What they don't want is some old pervert fondling a girl during an exam, that sort of thing. She bit her lip. I fondled you during an exam. He laughed. It was a real laugh, a genuine, open, happy laugh, and it made her toes curl. Oh, I think I would have remembered that. Well, okay, not exactly fondled, I guess, but I certainly touched your chest a lot more than I needed to. Ah, uh, he said, but you had gloves on. So that's okay, then? Unless you've got a latex fetish I don't know about. He arched an eyebrow. Do you? She laughed, splashing him with some foamy water. He angled away, but a few drops still splashed his chin. He wiped at them with the back of his hand and smiled at her. That dimple again. That adorable little dimple. God help her. Tell you what, Doc, he said, his eyes sparkling. You can fondle me any time you like. I'll sign a waiver or something. She laughed again. I wish you'd be serious. This is important. Anyway, isn't there such a thing as sex therapy? He asked, ignoring her. I'm sure there is. Yes, but I'm no sex therapist. Oh, I beg to differ. Eric. He gazed at her and lifted his hand up to her cheek, his fingers brushing over her skin with reverence. His eyes were alive, vivid and deep blue, and so gorgeous she was all but lost in them. Don't worry about it he said, so low it was almost a whisper. So you don't feel like I'm violating something by being with you? She asked quietly. Your trust, I mean? I mean, you're kind of vulnerable. He looked at her for a long moment. There was an eternity in that moment, and she forgot to breathe again, watching his eyes as he took her in. She could only guess at the myriad thoughts reflected in those eyes, and yet, despite her uncertainty, she saw such warmth there and such gentleness that she wasn't afraid. Vulnerable, he finally said, savoring the word as if tasting it. His eyes roamed the ceiling, merriment twinkling in them. Vulnerable. No, sorry, it doesn't quite work. Eric, go ahead. Use vulnerable and mercenary in the same sentence. I dare you. You know what I mean. She laughed and put a wet hand on his arm, watching the bubbles trickle down his warm skin. It's a trust thing. Your doctor is supposed to care for you, not seduce you against your will. He inclined his head slightly, and his expression changed, a subtle shifting away from his playfulness of a moment before. Something she'd said had finally registered. His eyes roamed over her face, over the line of her jaw and down her throat, at the peaks of her nipples as they emerged from the sudsy water. He was looking at her the same way he used to, back at the base, as though he were caressing her with his eyes, as though he would never allow himself to touch her with his hands, but couldn't stop his eyes from lingering on every part of her. You're right he finally said, absently. You're absolutely right. 
I am? She blinked. I am. Yes, I am. I am. She bit her lip again. So, you see the problem, then? I do. He sighed and sat back on his haunches, away from her touch. Panic rippled through her, and the water suddenly felt icy cold. She shivered, clinging to the edge of the tub as she watched him straighten and slowly get to his feet. He moved towards the door without looking at her, with that same grim, stony look of determination she was so familiar with. Her heart sank, mourning the loss of his slow, playful sensuality, hating the return of his cold demeanor, hating even worse that she had pushed him to it. Eric, she called to him quietly as he reached the door. Tell me, please, what are you thinking? What are we going to do about all this? He paused, his back to her. He turned to glance at her over his shoulder. Not much we can do, he said, with a small shrug. She swallowed. She knew she had done the right thing, but she couldn't deny the sharp pang of loss that she felt at the thought of never being with him again. Even if he wouldn't kiss her, even if he didn't want to make love, she had already become addicted to the feel of his body and the warmth of his skin, and couldn't imagine sentencing herself to a life without his touch, without his long, strong fingers entwining with hers, without ever seeing that adorable little dimple again. But she was so confused, she laid her head down on the edge of the tub and tried to think. She didn't hear him approach. Suddenly, he was just there, down on his haunches in front of her, pushing aside the damp tendrils of her hair to kiss the nape of her neck. Here's what I want to do about it, he whispered, pressing slow, warm kisses along her neck. She shivered at the sensation, but didn't dare move in case he stopped. I want you to stop thinking I'm vulnerable. He dropped a kiss. Or too messed up to know if I'm being taken advantage of. Another slow, delicious kiss. Or that I'm anyone's victim, least of all yours. And for God's sake, stop thinking you seduced me against my will. He reached down and tilted her chin up, allowing her head to rise until their eyes met. His lips quirked as he smoothed away wet strands that had fallen across her face. She could only blink up at him, her breath catching at the sensuality, the promise that radiated from his gaze. Because if you can't do that, he said, his voice low and sultry with mock severity, then you leave me with no choice. What? she whispered, still tingling from the feel of his lips on her skin. He leaned forward and brushed his lips across hers softly, a slow, gentle, sweet little kiss that she nevertheless felt all the way to her toes. She parted her lips, but he withdrew, his lips curving into a sly, boyish little smile. He kissed her cheek and then leaned close to whisper in her ear, You're fired.